By the way, Brother Adam, at this point, you're going to be on the resolutions committee next year. I'm just letting you know. Please. Welcome everybody to the Tag Your It Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am David Van Becker. And yes, we uh, did not uh, have an episode for you last week, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll get back in on it and dig dig right on in, producing the podcast and everything. Uh, just, uh, you know, things get busy. Dave's a, uh, a very busy guy, teaching classes, uh, has a whole congregation he's shepherding, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And great. you're a pretty busy dude, too. I mean... Cutting tons of hair, ministering in your church, ministering most importantly to your family. I don't, don't, uh, don't cut yourself short because you do all the hard work on this thing, man. When it comes to the, the editing and uploading stuff, so. I gotta create some images and take some time there, yeah, with some little things. So yeah, we both got our our stuff to do anyway, but right. uh, yeah. So, uh, man, there is so much to talk about, so much going on. There's things here in Springfield to definitely hit, hopefully in the future. Uh, we can hit those. So, but we're going to hopefully clear the air um, with just the whenever we're. It seems like we can totally get in a forest and see just the trees in front of us without seeing the whole forest. So, um, I think Dave and I are definitely uh, just trying to stay above and look at the whole picture here um, whenever we're getting into things. And so, uh, we're going to continue um, with that so, sort of thing that we started with the uh, He Gets Us. And, yeah. Uh, and then and how we've kind of went into other areas with that uh, in the last episode that we had. And so we're going to bring in another um, another video uh, produced by somebody that we all know. If we're scrolling through Facebook, we've seen his videos. Um, they're they're hilarious. And uh, most of us, especially if uh, you're on the libertarian, conservative, political side, you probably really, really enjoy them um, because he pokes fun at those things that uh, – um, you know, we, we probably agree with him that he, uh, that we don't like with him, but at least, uh, he's, he's making fun of it and, and stuff like that. So uh, he's got his own enemies and all that kind of stuff. But, um, we want to bring him into the mix, um, with this, uh, he gets a sort of, uh, thing because what we really need to ask the question is, do we get him? Um, that's, that's kind of what came out, uh, just kind of discussing with Dave before the podcast, um, recording this time is, uh, do we really get Jesus. And so we need to look at sort of the uh, other side of the issue. Um, if we uh, make a movement and we're, we're teaching um, who Christ is, we want uh, people to follow the biblical Jesus, right? If that's what they're truly for, um, are people really getting Jesus? Um, he, 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 I guess I'd say that he, uh, he gets us doesn't need to exist because we have churches. Um, well, yeah. And Here's right. one thing that I would interject with, Adam. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed about this video, because when I saw it, uh, of course, my wife and I have watched many of JP's videos. I think he has more than one channel. I think this is just one of them, Awaken with JP. A lot of great humor. But what grabbed my mind was, uh, and you'll see here in just a minute, he makes it very clear that, nope, I'm not being goofy here. I'm being serious. And then he makes his case for why he changed his mind about God. 
presupposing that that there is a God. And I think that he's pointing very clearly to the Christian God, but there's some very serious issues with this. And it's not because we're trying to be picking on him. We're actually grateful that God, through his grace, has opened the door for this uh, man to see some of these things. But just getting God isn't enough. One of the things that I do here at Lynn Valley Community Church is I actually help a little bit with my children's ministry. And there's always a joke like, what are the three answers for every question in children's ministry? God, the Bible, Jesus, right? And so frequently kids will will make a will not make the distinction between Jesus and God the Father. And I'm always correcting them in that, right? Oh, God died for our sins. Well, yes, but the second person of the triune God, Jesus Christ, died for your sins. And I'll explain that because I think our kids need to hear that. Uh, not only because that is again, doctrinal perspicuity or doctrinal specificity, it gives those kids a better understanding of there is one God who exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So one of the things that I think is really interesting is JP seems to have this same issue. And so what is important for us as Christians is to listen to things like this and encourage where good things are going on, but point out where discipleship needs to occur. And the issue is, JP is not going to get the discipleship that he needs unless he is engaging brothers and sisters in the Lord in the local church. So with that said, I'm going to hit play, and uh, we're playing at about 1.5 speed. And man, we'd love for you to share this with others. We'd love for uh, JP to get an opportunity to engage us. We'd love to talk to him. I changed my mind about God. I was wrong. So accordingly, in this video, I want to share with you what I used to believe, what I believe now, and what made me change my mind along the way. Okay. He says he was wrong, admits his understanding of God was 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 at fault. And now in this video, he's going to do what? He's going to talk about where he was, uh, where he is now, and how he changed his mind. Great little piece there. Gives us a great projection of where this entire thing is going. I think that 1.5 might be just a little bit too fast. Uh, I'm going to put it down to 1.25. <laughs> just seemed like we'll it was going really We'll put a spoiler alert, even though uh, whenever people uh, get a hold of this on the podcast or YouTube, it will say part one. So that means there will be a part two. So we can go a yes. little bit slower. We can run through these kind of things, and uh, it'll be great for conversation. And again, this is very poignant because we need to really understand. And I, let me just preface again, um, just, you know, he's talking about where he was. Um, what changed his mind and like he's gonna he at the end of the video he def, definitely gives you he's trying to shepherd you in ways um to be with him in this he's going to shepherd you and give you practical points to kind of be uh, be alongside him so yeah. he's actually trying to be very shepherding so we really have to there's some really good here. things that he says in those yeah. things too so but the, the point is romans 2 does talk about um uh says all who sin without the law will perish without the law, and those who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For the hearers of the law are not righteous before God, but the, it's the doers of the law who are justified. So when Gentiles, who do not by nature have the law, do what they, the law demands, they are a law unto themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, their consciences, their consciences confirm this, their competing thoughts either excuse or accuse even or 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 you well let me back up here their consciences confirm this their competing thoughts either accuse or even excuse them on the day when god judges what people have kept secret according to my gospel through christ jesus and so he has the law written on his heart 
Okay, and so here's where us, uh, as the Tag Your It folks, um, talk about the beach ball of suppression. Sometimes the beach ball that you're trying to hold underwater pops up. And so we're going to see, we've, let's ask the question, where does the beach ball pop up and what changed his mind about him and showed him that he was wrong about God? Because, again, Romans 1 talks about everybody knows God and uh, they're, they're, they know God enough to be rendered excuseless. Now, in Romans 2, we have the added fact that we everybody has the law on their hearts. And so whenever even people that people that weren't of Israel, who were not given the, the, ta- the tablets, whenever they acted as though they were in line with that law that was written, it shows that it was here the whole time. And so, again, it's all about suppression, all that stuff, but you can't always suppress it. And so let's uh, listen to him. And see, again, where he was, what changed his mind. Is it biblical? Um, and uh, what is a, and I, I, I'd preface this like with a question, what is he missing still? And so continue. So very importantly, I want to share with you a few thoughts of mine that I have that will help us bring more God, not only into our lives, but also the world around us, which seems like it needs a lot more God right now. Because I don't know about you, but living in a world where Satan reigns and you and I and our families have to suffer the consequences doesn't really feel appealing to me. And Okay, I'm going to stop yeah. and just say a few things there. Number one, I do have a problem with his the way that he is saying you need more God. The world needs more God in it. Well, no, there needs to be more people who recognize that God is sovereign and God is in control. Mm-hmm. Not more God in the world. More people need to repent of their sins and trust in the God who is there and the God who is not silent to be a little Francis yeah. Schaefer. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, and I and I think this is a key piece, uh, a very hopeful piece to me is he recognizes that there truly is forces of evil. Satan. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he fully <laughs> embraces that there is a Satan who is evil, wicked and wants to destroy people. And so I think I, I'm just incredibly encouraged by that it's just the way that he is nuancing things is is not it is to me it evidences someone who god is working on who the triune god of scripture is working on but who doesn't have the knowledge of that god because they haven't been discipled in the church and therefore they don't understand some of the better ways what i would say more doctrinally sound ways to articulate things does that make sense Oh, it totally makes sense. And it's the, it's the big issue of that last question I asked, what is he missing? And so he yeah. goes, the world needs more God. Um, you know, we're missing God. Satan's reigning. So implying that God is not necessarily reigning down here. And so you got to listen to what he's saying. He's saying that there's there, you know, the world needs more God. So God exists. Um, God or the world needs this God. Um, but we don't see it because Satan's reigning. So God's not necessarily reigning. So it needs more God brought in. And so then there's this, maybe this idea that we might need to bring God into this because he's not, because Satan is reigning. And so my question is, is I need to know where you're getting these ideas from. Is mm. it, um, I'm thinking at the very end of the, the episode of what he says here, you're going to probably have to see, well, he, he, it's because that's what he feels in his heart. Mm. Uh, and so he, he's following what his heart says, but then again, that's a mind, a mind, body, spirit problem. 
if we're not going to bring this, you know, and so, you know, what does the world need more of it? You're saying it needs salvation, right? And who is the only one that can bring salvation? Bingo. So instead of saying God, you need to say it it needs more Jesus, right? Yes. And Jesus is an authority, but it needs more of that saving, reconciling work, which is, again, Colossians 1. It says he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities or all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself. That's what you want. You want reconciliation and you know, the world has got God. God is, God is actually, if you read Job in control Mm -hmm. of Satan, Um, he sends lying spirits to Kings so that they go attack Israel. God is reigning. He is in control. Jesus has now got all authority and he's in control. And so really, as David said, we need, it's not that the world needs God, the world needs to believe him and believe Jesus and have that gospel applied to be reconciled so that evil is pushed out because the evil is what's taken out and the righteousness is what's left as the Proverbs even attest to. And so that's what he's going to miss and he's going to continue to miss because he wants God but he doesn't have Jesus. And so because of that, you're going to see, um, and he's going to ex- make an explicit statement that we'll pick up on here in just a minute. But that's, that's the problem is we need, you know, his, his shirt needs to be got Jesus. Also a quick disclaimer, this video is not intended to be a comedy video. And if that offends you, pray about it. So what I used to think about God that I now say, yeah, I was wrong about. Give I us used to have a lot of judgment about religion and Christianity, thinking like, ah, it's not bad, but it's like, dude, that's so outdated and like, get with it. Why are you religious when you could be spiritual? And I think that that's a pretty common piece for many people. In fact, I would say that everybody, even those who want to pretend that they're not spiritual, are spiritual and religious. And mm-hmm. so it's not that you need to be more spiritual. It's that you need a new heart. And those are not the words that he's going to say here. But if he's wanting to follow the Bible of the God of Christianity, the triune God, it's I needed a new heart. I needed my heart of stone ripped out and a heart of flesh put in. And along with that. Uh, I, I became very inundated in the spiritual movement. So like spirituality, not religion, like the evolved thinkers are spiritual, not religious. They're also evolved enough to always have to tell you that they're spiritual, not religious. I love the way that he demonstrates just the, the foolishness of that. And like, I do think like, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is working on this guy's life because he's demonstrating the foolishness of a place that he once was. I'm incredibly encouraged by that. Like, I think that that's a huge piece, by the way. And And the big piece is to explicitly say, if you're spiritual, you are religious. And and it's one of those things that you can point out habits and and ceremonies or rituals, whatever. Um, What is it, you know, like we, we all get up in the morning and want coffee. And we we have a ritual of making coffee. We all have some sort of ceremony, which is really religion, 
um, in the sense that the world is uh, asking for, like, you know, what's your, uh, what do you do? Um, how do you get yourself to feel a certain way? Um, that's religious. And that's exactly what spiritual people do. They have um, their, their texts they read, their people that they trust, um, you know, where, and, and even the atheist is religious because again, you, we're talking about immaterial realities that they can't even make sense of that they have faith in like the uniformity of nature. So you're going to have the atheist going, I'm a science man. Okay. So you utilize the uniformity of nature, you presuppose it and then utilize the uniformity of nature to prove the uniformity of nature, or you use the preconditions logic. of intelligibility. So yeah. all those kind of things. So you are believing in immaterial realities that you cannot make sense of that you have faith in. And I've had an atheist say, I totally have faith in the uniformity of nature. And I'm like, I understand you're religious, you're a natural, <laughs> you know, and, but that's something that they didn't want to admit. Um, so yeah. it's one of those things that he is on the path. And this is the same kind of thing that maybe we can see um, with uh, Jordan Peterson too, like just yeah. saying such the right things, you know, Jordan Peterson recognizes that if you believe in God, he has to be the base presupposition. And it's going like, you're, you're preaching through the choir, Jordan Peterson. So it's again, <laughs> these things, this is the beach balls. You're seeing the beach ball starting to pop up that he can't deal with that. He just maybe not know how to articulate the same way that we're articulating, but that is what he's seeing. And I hope he understands that everybody, I hope he ends up understanding that everybody is religious and that this God thing without the name of Christ, since he's been given the name above all names, he's been giving authority um, that he recognizes that, you know, just saying God is not enough because we already know God. Satan knows God. Satan knows Jesus. And even that almost is not enough. It's actually believing and trusting Jesus and living um, according to his standards, his words without us listening to our hearts, <laughs> which is what we'll get into by the end of the video. So, but yeah, he's, 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 he's cruising. That was me. And while I was in there, I, I will honestly say I got a lot of benefit from spiritual teachings, like different teachers, different books. False. You only damned yourself greater. Mm -hmm. That is not true. Now he might say, no, no, I was reading those people that led me to the triune God, or led me to want to seek out the God of Christianity. Certainly, God can use a crooked uh, stick to strike a straight blow. Uh, yeah. But no, those individuals, unless they were pointing you to the God that you know exists, they were misleading you. And are they pointing you to Jesus? That's right. So, you know, you might have gotten to this place, but you haven't gotten to this place because— um, necessarily the means used. Um, you're in this place because I hope and pray that, you know, like the Holy Spirit is the one doing the work. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are following anywhere of your heart, if you land on the right answer, it's not because of uh, your heart. Books and yeah, that's right. You, um, the way you land on Jesus is you'll find out, as Jesus said in John 3, that all the people that come to the light realize all the work was done in God. Um, and not them, and that it wasn't, you know, like there there are means though, there are means, and God uses those crooked things to bring his people to himself. And we, I pray again that he is on that, um, that this is what God is doing. But hopefully he realized, lies is like, you know, any spiritual leaders that would be like Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. I hope he ends up saying the opposite, going like, they benefited me nothing and they were um, producing death in my life. Mm. But you know, uh, but the thing is, I couldn't shake the spiritual nature of things because, like I said, everything's religious. Everything has to deal with 
the immaterial, um, the the spiritual, the heavenly. Um, you know, you can't do this uh, Plato versus Aristotle thing where you can only be too too heavenly minded for any earthly good or too earthly minded for any heavenly good. You have to like this is why you need Christ because he's the one that literally became flesh and brought heaven to earth um, and and makes sense of the heaven earth the God yet man written document here um, like all that comes to a head in Christ and so again where's Christ you, you know still haven't talked about Christ so he was at he wasn't for Christ he's spiritual he's coming out of it now where is he and where is he going different philosophies I got a lot of benefit from that but when I look back I can see I was excluding some amazing traditional Christian values, beliefs of God and ways of connecting with God that I now really value. But out of what I would call uh, spiritual arrogance, I was excluding them. Just, just Excellent. I think that's a great piece there. Uh, I think, again, to me, there's this evidence that the triune God of Scripture through the Holy Spirit is guiding him to what is true. Uh, yeah. I actually believe that if you are truly searching for the true God, it's only because of the Holy Spirit causing you to do that. And it will be only because of the Holy Spirit that you are drawn to the true God. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to make sure that it just doesn't stay. Cause like, if you, if you really think about that, so he loved these other philosophies, but then he said he's from the outset, he was kind of rejecting the Christian traditions that he ended up now, he's liking some of those Christian values. Are we talking about an integration? Because now mm. we have Kamala Harris, who is able to say, I'm a Baptist with Buddhist roots. Whenever oh you would think, gosh. no, no, if you're a Baptist, you're going to reject the Buddhism and hate every bit of it because it was death causing. Goodness. So <laughs> Buddhism, you're not going to be proud. You're not going to be able to be proud enough to say, I'm a Baptist with Buddhist roots. So that's another hurdle right here. Is he integrating Christian values that he once not liked because of his spiritual arrogance? Is he integrating those things in with the spiritually arrogant things that he held on to? Or is he going to let go and be like, this spiritual arrogance meant nothing? Mm. Jesus means anything or means everything. That's old, outdated stuff. I'm like, y'all need to get spiritual like me. And with that, I didn't believe in the immense power of prayer. I used to think, well, prayer is probably a good thing. It'll maybe give you a more positive mood, a more positive outlook. But I didn't truly believe in the power of prayer, where people are directly asking God for God's support and then receiving that support from God. few things there. I think this is incredibly important. Number one, we know as Christians, as it tells us in Romans, that we know what to pray as Christians because the Holy Spirit guides us. Likewise, your prayer is useless unless it is unless it is calling on the triune God of Scripture. You only know the triune God of Scripture because of general and special revelation. You cannot be drawn to the triune God of Scripture without special revelation. Of course, that's demonstrated to you in general revelation. So what we have here in my mind is a recognition now because he is saying prayer. He has obviously made a distinction between the spiritualism type of prayer 
in saying, I rejected the Christian idea of prayer, and then therefore noting that he is at least appealing to the Christian God. He might be an unregenerate person appealing to the Christian God. The question is, is he calling on the true God? And the reality is you only call on the true God if you know the true God exists and believe in the true God. And the Holy Spirit is actually working on your life. Um, Adam, did you have something on that? So yeah, whenever it comes to, uh, you know, to, to speak into this prayer thing, it's like, you know, mm. okay, so he wasn't praying because, you know, there wasn't really a person on the other end, right? And so now yeah. he's come to this maybe person at the other, other end, even though it seems like, okay, God, person, don't really have a name for him, right? But I know that if I talk to him, you know, I, I came to this because, you know, now I got the power of prayer. Um, and so this God must be personal. He'll do stuff for mm. me again very good uh, jesus though <laughs> um we're mm -hmm. supposed to pray through jesus because why because jesus is actually praying to the father um, yes so, and like i ha i don't hear jesus yet in his conversation mm. and so like if you're talking to this god that um well okay i believe there's a god and i'm praying to him you there god is no different from the universe other than you've made it personal because you have to believe in a personal God. So he's going through like these stages of maybe evidential apologetics would try to get you through. Um, yeah. And all that kind of stuff like, you know, well, if you're going to talk to somebody, it has to be somebody. And if you're going to pray and ask him for help, then he must be able to do something. Um, but this is all philosophy, right? This is, we're just, we haven't brought scripture into the mix. Mm -hmm. But then um, it's one of those things like, okay, so um, is, is every God valid now? So which one are yeah, which but one here's are. where I would say and, I think that he makes a good distinction in stating that it was the Christian idea of prayer that he rejected. So he's designated a difference in what he is now doing and once did not do. Once he did not believe in calling on the Christian God or praying in a Christian manner. Again, Christian prayer is prayer to the triune God of Scripture, the Creator God. Um, he rejected that. Now he's not rejecting that. So again, what I what I hear is so much of a God is drawing someone. There's a lot of discipleship that is needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't really believe that it actually happened. And in a minute, I'll get to directly telling you what my beliefs about God now are. But first, what changed me? Hmm. What happened when I see that what changed, changed my mind? Well, one observation I've had over the past three years, especially, <laughs> I was... Uh, hashtag pandemic, over the past three years, I found myself accidentally getting more Christian, like without even intentionally trying, like setting out on a mission, like, hey. Accidentally getting more Christian. Okay, so now a standard gets raised up here. So he's like, yes, accidentally becoming more Christian. And it's one of the things like, you know, um, not all of us have that, like, that uh, testimony, right? Some of us have testimony in the because this person was like, you know, I was in the in a back alley with a needle stuck in my arm, passed out. Um, people were um, like taking off my clothes, trying to rob me. And then like I woke up from that stupor and it was like I, I, I knew I wasn't right. And then somebody came by and told me about Jesus. And from then on, you know, so they had this like big, glorious, like from darkness to light story, explicit, you know, and then some of us are like, well, I was raised in a Christian home and, you know, and our testimonies don't seem so mm -hmm. powerful, 
gospel, yet it shows just the multifaceted way that God has grace on his people. Um, and so, but we, we, we get that. And so, you know, so there's, there's one of those things that, you know, we have this accidentally um, getting more Christian idea, which is a good thing. But then again, it has to result in, you know, Bingo. it's what's the standard. And so yeah. if you're going to you're going to call yourself a Christian, then is he actually comparing himself mm. to Christ? Is he going to scripture and he's going to tell people like, well, here's how I know that I've become more Christian is because Christ said this, because Christ is the son of God who revealed the father, who is God, who created all things. Just like I said in Colossians there um, that, uh, you know, he created everything. Everything is for his glory and he's going to reconcile everything. And so then to get back to the very first thing, I see evil and it seems like Satan's reigning, but actually Jesus is. And that's why I came because you know, all of this bad stuff in the world can happen, but Jesus is going to take care of it, as in 1 Corinthians 15 says that he's ruling and reigning until all his enemies will be placed under his feet. Yeah. And so, and so, like, is he trusting in Jesus? Is he, is it about salvation or is it about comfort? Is it about, it just makes sense to me. And so it's all head knowledge, but there's not really mm. the heart change. Because remember, um, even the uh, father of a son, you know, the son comes and asks for uh, a a piece of bread is the father going to give him a snake yeah even the gentiles even the atheist will give their sons bread if they ask for bread and not a snake right and so this is, is this going to maintain just my behavior is he integrating it for behavior it sounds like it but hopefully um you know we we don't hope that for him and uh you know and it's really awesome that he's here now but you know without christ where where is he where That's is right. he right yeah, so. I want to become more Christian. It's just been effortlessly happening for me. <laughs> now, I don't think I'm unique there because I've seen a lot of people and I've heard a lot of people telling me similar stories. So I asked the question, why are people getting more Christian without even trying? Notice that he doesn't say becoming Christian. It's getting more Christian. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting designation. Because I mean, we could say we you could be a whole lot like Christian. Mill. What's that? <laughs> we can totally say that post mill, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, the knowledge of the Lord is covering the earth as the water covers the sea, and that's uh, that's what what the Old Testament prophesies uh, about all things um, and the way things are going to end up. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Are you going to be drawn in, as I said, to that behavior? Are you integrating these things that because they benefit you? So really you're still following yourself um, and you've just recognized like, well, now I can, I was putting these people out. So now I can look better because I'm bringing more people in. I'm not rejecting people from the outside because of the Christianity, but now I have more people. I'm integrating this. I feel better about myself. It's a good thing. So it's more of an inclusive issue and a behavioral issue than again, Christ. Yes. Is he right going on. to focus on himself actually going like, I was dead in sin. And so I sought other things. I was seeking other things other than God. And the thing is, I, I can't help it, but I believed in him. I knew him, but I rejected him. And here's where I was. So again, rejecting the philosophies, rejecting the spirituality as death producers and the reason why he should come and be a Christian now that he should end up saying is, because I found Christ being holy and I needed his righteousness. Mm, I was unrighteous. 
And so are we going to hear that? If we don't, then, you know, is he actually changed his mind about God? Well, only in one sense, right? He, in that sense, he'd only change his mind about God and just to let him in at the table of his, like, and he's the head of the table. Believe to be true about that. The presence of evil and Satan that evil emanates from has never been more obvious. I I agree that Satan and his dominion is is powerful. Uh, very interesting piece. What he is demonstrating, at least when I say pre, when I look at this presuppositionally, is he's saying there is moral evil, and I can't account for that just through spirituality. I see objective moral evil. And there's only one way for me to make sense of that, and that is that the Bible has to be true, that God of the Bible has to be true. But just recognizing that there is moral evil and that demonstrates that the God of the Bible has to be true is not the same thing as repenting of your sins and trusting Christ as Lord. Yeah, And that's also um, not going that Satan has a kingdom and he has he has people in his kingdom that are serving him. And so only evil is emanating from Satan. So Satan becomes a system, mm -hmm. and but it's never the blame never falls on the people. So again, he never found himself as a person that was evil, producing, mm -hmm. producing works of death. That's right. That's he right. Is, he is the transcendent one outside the arguments, mm -hmm. and he's the one that is observing the argument. So he's not saying that you know because he just said well. Satan has a kingdom and evil emanates from that kingdom. It's like, well, isn't that also with people in which you existed in that kingdom as a servant of? Because whenever um, like Eve was thinking that she was coming up with the moral like code of the the act of eating the fruit, you know. Yeah. And so she thought she was autonomous, but she actually bowed down to Satan. Yes. Whenever she made that. So you can't get out of a transcendent authority. So Eve was not being a autonomous moral agent maybe she thought she was satan gave her the deception of you get to choose um you know did god really say did he say no 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 he doesn't he just he's holding this from you you got everything but he's holding this one thing from you. he will not let have let you have this one thing and he let her think that she was making the decision of you know what no 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 it's right for me to eat this I want knowledge and it's knowledge is good. So she was philosophizing and doing that. And so this is the same thing that he's doing. He's transcended. He's not in the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. He's just seeing the kingdom of darkness from out here. And he's like, I don't want that. I don't want that evil Satan stuff. I want, mm -hmm. I like this Christian stuff, but then I'm over here. So the like, is he going to go into the kingdom of light actually being here the whole time, actually not over here? Or does he get to pick and choose which kingdom he wants to be in because he's actually the determiner of his destiny? Mm -hmm. Because he's actually the god of the system. At least in my lifetime, the past three years, evil isn't hiding anymore. It's coming at us through authoritarianism, movements, people, groups, companies, governments, trying to invade our minds, invade our God-given free will. So as that's become interesting you know piece there, free will. If that God is still this God up here that you haven't brought wow. down to earth yet. Very interesting piece. Now, I would note that his appeal then to this idea that God gives, gives his agents freedom of choice, recognizing that God in his sovereignty gives people a nature and that nature draws them to they're not going to 
act outside of that nature, but they're free within that nature. I think that I've described that somewhat well there. Uh, he's recognizing that there is a serious draw towards the light that really can't be explained, and that God's doing that. Uh, even though he uses the term free will there, I, I think that there is this recognition that I'm seeing this evil and I'm being drawn towards the light that is the Christian God. Uh, again, while he's not used the words Christ, while he's not used the word repentance, um, he's at least acknowledging that there is a distinct God that is articulated in the Bible, and that is the God that he is praying to and at least using his standards to recognize wickedness and righteousness and goodness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. More obvious. I think there's a natural polarity that happens if you're not someone who's willing to do the devil's bidding, if you're not someone who's willing mm. to propagate evil, then there's a natural occurrence that happens when you're in the presence of evil, you polarize to the other. That is not the Christian position. No. The Christian position is that we're all drawn towards and we love the evil. If you're drawn away from the evil, it's only a result of God's work. That's the God of Scripture. Yeah. Now, it like, can also be repulsed by what you subjectively call evil because you don't mm -hmm. like it. That's right. Uh, again, and you probably might not be doing it so libertarianly against your free will. <laughs> you, It could be, right. and it's one of those things because you, you do have to recognize there are certain determined things like you're going to slap your arm when you get stung by a bee and you're not going to be able to have the free will. You know, it's <laughs> like you can have that mind over matter thing, but you know, like there depends on how you how you define free will and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, again, you have to bring in, how do you know your anthropology? And if you're using yourself to explain yourself and your existence, you're in a circle pattern and you're the God of the system and that's the problem. Um, but he does recognize, recognize that there is a choice. Um, you know, you we with the ones that the Holy Spirit indwells and applies Christ atonement to Christians, um, and, you know, that's there. We should see evil and be repulsed by it. But then again, the evil is by the standard of God and his holiness and his law. And okay. so but sometimes I'm going to say that Christians aren't repulsed by evil and sin and then they fall mm -hmm. into it because and, and that's why that's re daily repentance. It's not just a one time I repented. And I'm good, once saved, always saved, yay. No, 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 you're going to be subjected to other things because we know that God works by um, putting his people into situations to glorify him that are tough, that will cause us to stumble. And though that God is not the author of that, he does put us in the situations where other people that are evil will tempt us. And sometimes we will still do that, but then God will, instead of doing it and punishing us in wrath, he will discipline us with it to character to make our character better to to put us into an enduring situations to produce better and more resilient faith in him um so that's the christian position so you know it's like you we're but then again as dave said our default position in adam is evil we are evil we love evil we love our sin and there's some people out there at least honest going like i love my sin i don't want to go for jesus because i love my sin mm. And at least they're being honest. I'm going to hit play here, and then we'll have a good stopping point here at about five minutes, and then we'll have to come back and deal with the second part of this episode. Other extreme.
Like you, you may not even be consciously aware of it, but the presence of evil makes you lean away. Then only because of God. Are you yeah, because, as in Romans two, as I it's already stated, that you have the law of God written on your heart, and you're suppressing the truth. You're suppressing it. But there's things that you know um, you like, and you arbitrarily pick and choose that are in your heart that you will be repulsed by. And there's some things that you won't be repulsed by that, according to the God standard, you should be repulsed by, but you're not. So that's the predicament we're in. Sin is very irrational. That's the, one of the first things I had to deal with whenever I was going through systematic theology and going through sin and Wayne Grudem saying, you know, sin is ultimately irrational. And I had to go, what? But we're sinners. So we sin. So it's totally natural. <laughs> it's totally rational. I went, wait a second. But that's, no, no, that's to God and to creation and the way things were made. No, it's irrational to uh, reject God because we know we know God we know that he provides that he uh, is merciful and gracious yet we still want to reject him um, and so it's totally irrational so you know so that's that's the that's the predicament that's where he's at and so we understand from our anthropology that God explaining his creation since he made it um, we can know um, yeah people are going to act this way but yeah he hasn't read natural revelation or right because he's not gotten into special revelation that would be the direction of god certainly the opposite of evil the opposite of satan so i think that's seeing the presence of evil that's why i've just accidentally been getting more christian why so many other people are because right now i think it's not accidentally if you are coming to christ it's because it was planned before the foundations of the world ephesians yeah. chapter one uh yeah. And it's the uh, Leighton Flowers thing where he wants to use the parable of the uh, prodigal son going like, <laughs> he chose, he chose, you know, and it's like he spent all the money, blah, 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 and then he chose to come back. And I'm like, wasn't there a calamity in the land that actually caused him to think to come back? And who <laughs> says that they cause calamity and darkness? Um, yeah. God. <laughs> so, That's right. Everything so again, God is, if anyone who is being drawn to the triune God of Scripture, God is using the wickedness and the evil of this age to draw them to himself. And the same thing, thing with Joseph. That... Uh, what you meant evil against me, God meant for good. And so, right. you know, we just don't know maybe the exact particulars of God's plan in our life, but we know his will for us to be the starting points, to be the sufficient starting points for us to walk in. And then we will be able to, because we have the word, because we have the spirit, um, you know, we need to stop using following your heart, but we can follow the spirit that is tied to that, that wrote these words. So we can tie it to, we can actually objectively read it mm. and feel it too. So we can put the head and the heart together because of the Holy Spirit's work in the word, the written word and on our hearts being new creations and then walk. And then maybe the Bible hasn't explicitly dealt with anything, but it has dealt with everything. Uh, you know, basically what Cor the boil down Cornelius Van Til on the scriptures, it doesn't speak about everything, but it speaks to everything. And so we, we, we are saved unto good works to walk in. We are given the scriptures for instruction for life to make us complete for every good work. And so that's how we can go forward. That's in this world is doing a great service of driving a lot of people to find God in ways that they previously hadn't. And also specifically, we could say, hey, there is an attempt to bring communism all over the world, certainly in the United States. We don't call it that, but it is that. 
And it's happening all over the world. And there's a reason why communists have their number one objective to disconnect people from God, where they ban religions. And of course, right now, it's more like discouraging it, shaming it. But with full-on communism, they ban religion. Why is that? Because they don't want people having faith in a real higher power. And he's true there. And this is a really good place yeah. to stop, though, because yeah. we get into the specifics. Because, you know, what is really driving him is his comfortability. Mm. And, you know, that's that's where it comes down to, because he's been he it's one of those things like he'd probably make fun of people that are politically identified um, and, and do that to themselves. But here's where it's coming out, where he is really drawn those political lines where he's identifying politically. And if you're not bringing Jesus as the name above all names in the impl- in, in, into the conversation, then you've got the secular, civil, religious God mm. of Rousseau. And that's who he's believing in right now. And that's not a good thing because that can be mm. any God and it'll still be the state because it's not a true God. And so yes. um, here's the deal. If you're a Christian, um, you can look at the communism. We just talked about God using horrible things to draw people. He is recognizing that these horrible things are making people accidentally more Christian. But how do what do we have as instruction in the Old Testament? Uh, God sold his people to Babylon and told he told them, you you go, you're going to go or I'm going to be done with you and cast you out. I will get rid of you. I will kill you if you do not go. And I'll also kill you if you do not obey your tyrant. So God mm. actually told his people the tyrants because, yes, of their sin. Um, and, and he told them to go. So, yeah, God will use um, tyrannical people to take over nations to draw those people to him. But then they will have to suffer through the persecution and through the the tyranny. So it's one of those things that um, we got He's right on to something. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful thing that he's recognized that, but see where he just, he, he puts up the political um, neck hairs, you know, like mm. he wants God to save him from communism, but he, he might not find the God that will save him from communism because God has greater work than just him and just mm. you, just me. But if God wants to bring people to him because he's going, you wanted a tyrant. Israel remember when you wanted a king and I told you exactly what the king would do you still said you wanted a king like the other nations he did it they didn't like it and then not only on top of that they still rebelled against God because of it and then he gave him a real tyrant of a king that was not that they they didn't they couldn't go to the temple they couldn't do anything they were so sad that they could not uh, sing and have the processions and all that kind of stuff all their ceremony was gone um, and, and all that kind of stuff, but God put him in that situation. And then he drew his people back and then he said, Hey, go build the temple and then enter Christ eventually, you know? Um, and, but again, Christ, let's get to Christ. And I have not heard anything about Jesus. And so no, he changed his mind yet. about God. But the thing is, is because he doesn't have, he doesn't have the anchor in Jesus. He can change his mind anytime. And it can That's be right. a different God for a different day, for a different situation. Right now, it's the political God that he needs to save to save his brain from communism, apparently. And I think the, the pandemic, the tyrants and stuff like that, that's gotten us all. Um, a lot of people are utilizing that to go like, you're only a theonomist because I'm like, no, I'm a theonomist because I was apologist first. <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> um, scripture is the all sufficient rule. And 
so then I'm at the autonomous there because I'm not autonomous and we're mm. not autonomous in all authorities derivatives. So I have to be at the autonomous um, from that, not because tyranny. Um, and but he, but then again, God is using this so we can pray for JP that uh, Jesus enters the picture and that it's one of those things to who else will I go? That's where we need JP. So we need JP to be the YouTuber on the other side of Rhett and Link whenever Rhett and Link made fun of that. Yeah. Whenever they were in crew and it was, I had that, you know, who else, where else are we going to go? We need JP to be like, yeah, where else are you going to go, Link? Where are you at now? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes, so, you know, so we can pray for um, the actual salvation of JP because uh, yeah. we'll get the second half of the video. If, if we can base the fruit of this video and say who he is, if he's saved or not, no. He needs Jesus and he needs to talk about Jesus. And I think, I think, I hope we get into that part of the conversation where we're talking about embarrassment um, of using the term God um, in the next episode. Um, hopefully that comes up. I don't think we skipped over it yet. So. No, we didn't. We're only five minutes yeah. in. So. <laughs> well, excellent. Very, very good, Adam. Thank you so much for helping me deal with this. I think it's a great piece to continue on on this idea of. He gets us. Do we get him? Uh, if we don't get him, then we're in a real problem. Uh, and we have to get him as he has revealed himself in Scripture and as he has made himself known to us in Scripture. So with that said, this is the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm David Van Becker. Dare. Gloria. Gloria.